And welcome to the August 4th, 2006 edition of The Relevant Podcast, the audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. <laughs> I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me is our editorial crew, editorial director Kara Davis. Hello. Managing editor Adam Smith. <laughs> hey, peoples. Kara's enjoying a, a cookie or a muffin right now. <laughs> and Snack time. web content producer Jesse Carey. Greetings, all. Today's podcast is brought to you by Blueberry Muffins. Mm-hmm. Blueberry Muffins, they taste delicious and make it hard to talk. These are, nope. hi- these are hybrid blueberry yeah, muffins. Yeah, even better with banana nut. Yeah, my my wife made three batches last night. She, she frequently bakes for the staff and brings them in, and we've all gained weight because of it. Yeah. The cool but, thing is that we're not brought to you by any specific brand of blueberry muffins. <laughs> no, it's, just, it's the concept blueberry, blueberry muffins. muffins. I'm sure there's a blueberry muffin council, though. Last yeah. last night, the third batch she made of blueberry muffins, she accidentally put in the mix for banana nut bread as well. And so mm-hmm. there's some. Um, there are anonymous blueberry banana nut bread ones in with all the other blueberry ones. And, and I have found myself eating one of those. It's and kinda, it's very <laughs> jarring. It's kind of like an Easter egg hunt. <laughs> you think you're going to get a banana or a blueberry muffin and you get banana. There's nothing worse, really. It happens with me every once in a while. You know, sometimes like tea kind of looks like iced tea. Mm. You can mistake for for a soda if you're not really paying attention. What? Like a big oh, no, so really watered down I've, I've soda with it. a bunch of melted ice? No, 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 no. Like when you're looking at it. And then you take the sip, and you're expecting soda, and it's tea. Or if you think what it's water, and it's Are you Sprite? drinking, like, tar tea? I mean, like, <laughs> tea is very much strong, lighter. Very strong tea. All right. <laughs> I've made the same mistake, Jesse. Don't yeah. worry. So and it is water down soda or tea. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> Which kind of tastes the same. I just turned into Ozzy Osbourne. So <laughs> <same. Yeah>, um, <laughs> I'm actually going to jump I, I, off I, the, the Jesse wagon and say that I've never done that. I retract my previous <laughs> statement. <laughs> <laughs> He's distancing himself physically from Jesse right now. <laughs> All right, coming out in theaters today, we have uh, The Night Listener starring Robin Williams and others. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I mean, The Others, that, I mean, that's kind of creepy in and of itself. Radio show host Gabriel Noon, Robin Williams, sparks to a, sparks to a harrowing manuscript written by a young Pete Logan as a long-distance friendship develops between the two men. Gabriel begins to question the validity of the boy's story, and he travels from New York to Wisconsin to uncover the truth. Psychological thriller. Which The Lady in the Water was not. Mm. Did you like it? I did. I mean, it's a fairy tale. Yeah. But a lot of people walking out were like, literally, I, I heard two or three separate people go, there's no twist. I mean, like they were mad because uh, there's no yeah. twist at the end. Yeah. Uh, what you anticipate happening happens yeah, yeah that's the thing with Shyamalan's movies lately is if you walk in thinking it's gonna be a certain way you're gonna walk out disappointed it was the same way with the village you know everyone no, expected no. it to be terrifying oh well, yeah it wasn't terrifying but, but it wasn't yeah. it but there wasn't was a big even twist, supposed to be yeah. oh there's a twist but the thing is it wasn't supposed to be terrifying right and so but, but the big twist is what people were I think missing on this right. one but maybe the fact that there was no big twist was uh, the big twist <laughs> straight as but wouldn't the new it be twisty. lame if every movie he did had a big twist and I think that's why he changed yeah. course on this mm-hmm. one I did think it was funny the the film critic 
I thought the film critic how was hilarious. He, he, he portrays a, like a ornery old film critic, right? In the movie? No. You didn't see it? No. Uh, let's see. Also coming out, The Barnyard, the original party animals. From the previews, can I say this looks hilarious? Are you serious? <laughs> it's Steve Odekirk. How's it, it not going to be it hilarious? It is Steve Odekirk. Guys, we have a very different sense of movies. Now, all right, here's the thing. Um, Taste I'm not, in movies. I'm not really into, like, I, I didn't see Cars. I wasn't really into Finding Nemo. But the previews for this made me laugh. Yeah. I'm and, not going to lie. I mean, come on, Kung Pao. Are you saying you didn't like Kung Pao? Yeah. It's Steve Odeker, he also directed um, Ace Ventura 2 and Nature Calls. His brother's Bob Odeker, who did the show, Mr. Show with... Um, Bob and David. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's his brother who did this movie. It's from Nickelodeon Films. That, that just ruined it for me. I, I used to love Nickelodeon, man. Are you saying that you didn't like Good Burger? <laughs> I mean, come on. That's Jesse, like cinematic Jesse, weren't you really excited about moving to Orlando because of I, Nickelodeon? Yeah, when I was a kid. We've gone over this. When I was a kid, Orlando was a mecca of of <laughs> fantasy and amazement. And green goop. Yeah, because I used to watch Nickelodeon religiously as a kid. I loved it. Live from Nickelodeon Studios in, in Orlando, Orlando, Florida. And... <laughs> And when I saw it, when I came back and I saw the big orange building, mm-hmm. it, I mean, it did something to my soul. <laughs> For those listeners who don't live in Orlando and have never been to Orlando, it really is the way it's advertised. Yeah. It's, a, it's a magical wonderland of delights <laughs> Yeah, all the time. Our fire hydrants actually spew green goop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's called. And lots of inanimate no, or, objects. Yeah, you get slimed. And, you know. Yeah. I, I remember one time when What Would You Do went on tour and they were doing like What Would You Do in your town? And I went to the show and and they picked families out of the audience. You know, my so my family brought me and I just knew oh. I just knew that we were going to be picked <laughs> for the show. And sure oh. enough, we weren't. Oh. <laughs> oh. So, so we were mere spectators but it was still fun. <laughs> And and uh, last and definitely not least, the highly anticipated Talladega Nights, the Ballad of Ricky Bobby, coming out tonight. Fantastic. I will be there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I cannot wait. Yeah. Although I've heard early reviews, they're saying it's no Anchorman. But you know, when Anchorman came out, they said it was horrible. Then you know, like these same reviewers. These, these movies aren't legendary Anchorman. the day they come out. Yeah. It's 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 when people talk about them after the fact yeah. that they take on a new life. So is Will Ferrell's calling card running naked or went in his underwear? Yeah. yeah. Every movie he's been in, he has stripped down to his underwear <laughs> at some point. I love how they have they have Journey playing in the commercials. They did the same thing for Anchorman. They had Journey songs. I think it's I think it's funny that the movie trailer in the theaters when when he thinks he's on fire and he's running around, he's like, "Save me, baby Jesus! Save me, Tom Cruise! Use your use your voodoo witchcraft to save me!" But on the actual commercials, they just say, "Help me, baby Jesus! Save me, Tom Cruise!" And then they cut it. Yeah. They don't call it the voodoo witchcraft. Uh, and, oh, and now he's and then now they also use the clip where he's yelling, "Save me, Oprah Winfrey!" <laughs> that uh, he's awesome. so good. He's so funny. Yes, he is. You know that probably that entire thing was just on the spot. I doubt they scripted. Oh, use your voodoo witchcraft to save me. That's how Anchorman was. Even even they name. I mean, the the lead character's name, Ricky Bobby. It really does sound like a NASCAR driver would be named Ricky. Oh yeah, totally. Albums coming out on Tuesday. We have Annie DeFranco's Reprieve on Righteous Babe Records. Jim Noir Tower of Love, which Jim's uh, video is playing right now on Relevant TV. Comments on Fire, The Jonas Brothers, Kids in the Way and Mod, all coming out in stores on Tuesday. All right, that'll do it for entertainment releases. 
Next up, Slices. You're listening to Chaos. The song is Superstar Part Zero. It's playing right now at Relevant TV. It actually was made in 2002, but we like we like Chaos. We want to play literally every video he's ever made. Uh, at the beginning of the podcast, you heard Ben Fold's song Jesus Land, which is the featured video this week at Relevant TV. It's a hot button right Mu- there. Much yeah. to the satisfaction of all of the people who post regularly on the Relevant TV uh, comment board, Literally for two months, daily, they're asking They've for been Ben Folds. Clamoring, clamoring yeah. for Ben Folds. And, and they're very appreciative. Yeah, really. I mean, there's exclamation points, all caps, <laughs> a lot of thank yous. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, on a personal level, I'm appreciative. I'm, yeah. I love Ben Folds. Ben Folds, Jesus Land. This is the one we were waiting for. I didn't want to just throw up a typical gen- Ben Folds playing a piano, whatever. Jesus Land, I was waiting for this video because it is, it's pretty poignant in, in its uh, commentary on Christian culture's effectiveness in the world we live in. And uh, if you haven't seen it, go over to Relevant.tv or you can get it at RelevantMagazine.com and, and watch Jesus Land. It'll be uh, three minutes very well spent. Yeah, I, I heard some commentary uh, with Ben Folds. He was, he was talking about the song and just kind of saying, you know, you you, t- you walk through any a big American town, and and the people that are going to the church, going to the churches. If Jesus were around today, he probably wouldn't look like a lot of those people, and he would look very different than people expect, most likely. And that's kind of where you get the idea for the mm. song. I think he. I think when your hair is longer, he'd look like you. I knew it was time to cut my hair and shave when I was at the YMCA playing basketball and they were telling, they said, pass the ball, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you were they, saying that Ben, F- Jesse looked like Ben Folds. That's oh, what I missed. No, no. That's so much. I understand now. So here now with Slices, Ms. Kara Davis. Alton Towers, which is Britain's biggest theme park, has canceled National Muslim Fun Day. I mean, the reason they canceled it was because of insufficient ticket sales. But the reason they wanted to do it is because um, Britain has like 1.7 million Muslims and many of them are uncomfortable with mainstream entertainment. And so the idea was that um, the different rides would be segregated by sex and that there would be um, the kinds of foods that they eat and the strict dress code and even prayer areas. So it was interesting, but sounds like they a didn't, barrel of fun. They didn't <laughs> sell enough tickets. I know, I know there's political, you know, it's important to be politically correct and respect that's how i live my life and be tolerant (laughs) of other religions but that it's just humorous to me that they have like all these strict rules and i have i just have it just struck me as funny seeing people that are like extremely uh, outwardly religious like getting in line for a roller coaster you know the charlie and the chocolate factory (laughs) roller coaster you know it's like have you ever been to a theme park and you run into amish people there Mm -hmm. and you're like this is such a cop out. What are you doing here? Like, are you telling me that roller coasters are somehow like you won't wear buttons on your clothes, but roller coasters are okay? You know, they're not oh, horse drawn roller coasters. It's just, it feels to me a little ingenuine. Wait, they, they won't wear buttons on their clothes? Where no, they like they powered buttons? <laughs> they, they light up or something? And they, um, the, the, 
they pin their clothes together because buttons are of the devil, <laughs> but roller coasters and minivans are okay. I don't get that. Um, I would, I would be worried so, that you're going to offend our Amish listeners. That's the good part about the Amish. You can't hear it? Yeah, that's the good thing about the Amish is you can you can say a lot of things. And it won't get back to them. And it's not going to make it back to them. Last summer, Jeff and I visited the, the Amish farm where um, Harrison, Ford's, oh, Harrison Ford's movie Witness was filmed. And there's an authentic Amish family living there. And they just worked out a deal with the local tourism thing where tours can come by twice a week or whatever. And like their kids, I mean, they were dressed in the traditional whatever, but the kid had on... Reeboks, but they look like they had been spray painted black, like entirely black. <laughs> and then one kid had braces. I thought that was interesting. Wow. But and then so the mom but they were made out of woods. So it's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. no. <laughs> they whittled them themselves. The mom comes out looking all frazzled, and, and she puts a quilt up on the line, and she's and she's getting it out there. So we went up there to say hello to her. She's like, "Oh, you guys, you know, caught me off guard. I know that you guys come twice a week or whatever, and, and I have to put this quilt out, but I just." Got lost, lost track of time. So it was like was watching they, my soap they, operas. There's certain things, yeah. yeah. Well, they told her she had to um, do. I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm like genuinely intrigued, and I, I don't, I don't know that all that much about the Amish culture, or I don't even know. I mean, I, I, I should know the more of the difference between the Amish and Mennonites, and I mean, I, I, I think it's admirable. I mean, it's, it's the opposite of the American Christian lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Less is more. Yeah. Very, very simple lifestyle. Like I think it's admirable, but I, think, I just don't. I think understand there's a video it. on Relevant TV that talks about that. Jesus Land. Yeah. Oh wow. Here's one that's all over the news, and I know we cover it in slices, but I feel like it's it's a hard subject to ignore. Um, the whole Mel Gibson fiasco. If for some reason you did not hear about it in the last week, which I don't know, it's possible that you didn't. Quick rundown of what happened. <laughs> <laughs> we got an hour for this. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I'm just going to give a brief rundown. Mel, I don't think there is such thing. Mel, it's pretty complex what happened. Okay, oh, I give me one chance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you I don't want people, I don't, I don't want someone to be lost. Be like, oh, why is he apologizing? Mel Gibson, Mel Gibson was pulled over. <laughs> it's taking too long. You <laughs> <laughs> could have mentioned it all by now. Mel Gibson exists. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Mel Gibson was pulled over for drunk driving. Um, he got out of the police car. Wait, and, I thought he was a Christian. <laughs> he got out of the car and made some uh, really horrible anti-Semitic comments. What were they? Um, I cannot say them on the podcast. Well, I mean, we could bleep them out. <laughs> you, thought you could just censor I, yourself. Well, ba- basically, basically, <laughs> it's all or nothing for Jesse. <laughs> okay, okay. What he what he said was um, he became irate when the when the police officer pulled him over. It was a Jewish officer. Yeah, and he told the officer. He said, the Jews are responsible for every war in this world. Are you a Jew? And, and since then, he, he's issued several apologies. Here's one um, that he specifically apologized to the Jewish community. Um, a part of it says that I'm a public person. When I say something either articulate or thought out or blurted out in a moment of insanity, my words carry a lot of weight in the public arena. He says that he assumes personal responsibility f- for the words. He also said that every human being is God's child, and if I were to honor my God, I have to honor his children. But please know in my heart that I am not an anti-Semite. I am not a bigot. Hatred of all kinds goes against my faith. And then he asked to meet with Jewish leaders to help in the healing process. But that's admirable and everything. But 
being anti-Semitic is that you just have deep down hostility against that race or that religion. Yeah. And when you're in a moment of anger, that's when the, the stuff that's are down. Right. yeah, when yeah. the filters are gone, the stuff that's deep down comes out. Yeah. Yeah. So saying I'm not in, I'm not anti-Semitic, kind of a stretch there, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Oh, right. preach that right. scripture, bro! Snap, Mel. Yep. No. Uh, I mean, I, that's what I, my no. religion says. <laughs> no, I, I honestly, I, I, you know, I, I like Mel Gibson, and I think he he went out on a limb for you know for his beliefs. Do you know he took a huge risk doing the passion? And I'm not saying the guy's perfect, and he said horrible, horrible things that are inexcusable. <laughs> But at the same well, time, I do I I do feel bad for, you know, the, well, just the whole thing is just not good. Yeah, I mean, obviously the problem here is alcoholism or substance abuse, which, you know, he struggled with for years. And like, I think we, I mean, I think we tended to um, not forget those things. But when the Passion of the Christ came out, I mean, he's the new poster boy. And we forget that here's a man really struggling with addictions, yada, yada, yada. Which he's seeking help for, and just because he made a movie didn't make him, you know, an ideal Christian. Actually, I read that he did not check himself into rehab. Oh, uh, really? He didn't. Yeah, it's not. It's not a rehab. It's actually kind of like a. Yeah, it's it's not. It's not a residential place. No, it's it's just kind of like a weekly field counseling good. or yeah, something. Yeah, he'll go and talk to a, a therapist spa. a little bit, but it's not even day a twelve. Spa. <laughs> it's not a twelve step program. It's nothing rehabilitative. It's just kind of meeting with a shrink. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like eh, yeah. yeah, but. Anyway, you know, the thing, the only reason like I have, I'm okay with us even like bringing him out and talking about this is the fact that he keeps putting like his faith as, you know, he's wearing it on his sleeve. You know, he's like, my God, this and my faith that. And I just wish he would shut up. You know, it's just like, do your movie. That's cool that you have a personal private faith and all that. Like when the movie came out, he wasn't very vocal about his faith. And uh, now that he's in trouble, he's trying to use his faith as a yeah. as a thing to say, "I'm not a bad guy. I, I have a strong faith." And it's just like, yeah, well, stop, you know, using the Christian label as your excuse, you know. Yeah, because then it makes everyone it, it makes everyone suspect. Yeah, it's like well, every Christian's anti-Semitic deep down. If 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 every Christian got drunk and pulled over by a Jewish officer, they they'd spew this crap. I mean, that's yeah. honestly what it kind of tells the world is that yeah. Christians mm-hmm. are really like this deep down, and that's actually the kind of the paranoia that, that our Jewish friends have had all along is that Christians are nice to your face, but they actually say vile stuff yeah, about you Yeah, and that's the back. thing, is it's supported and well-founded by stuff like this. Right. Yeah, and, and I think... Uh, oh, and the Crusades from the 1200s. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, pretty much all yeah, the of Spanish recorded Christian yeah. history. But, so. and, and I understand, like, nobody's perfect, but, it, it, yeah, if you are going to put yourself in the position, like... A lot of times, with a lot of different Christian Christian artists, you know, they knowingly put themselves into the spotlight, and it's not right to judge, but they do subject themselves to public opinion because you know they well, yeah. are collecting I mean, they money can, from the public. They can be held to a higher standard, I, I believe. If if somebody's stepped into Christian leadership or a public platform or something like that, there's higher responsibility that comes with that. Yeah, especially if, if you're I mean, going to be very vocal. If about you're going to be vocal about it, I mean, there's a lot of celebrities out there that probably have a very private, personal faith, and they don't talk about it. My point is that if if you're going to be vocal about your faith and 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 you know whatever, you you can be held to a higher standard, and you actually probably should be. So it's like you can't you can't have it both ways. You can't spew crap like this and then hide behind the Jesus flag. Yeah. You know, it'd be private about it, be quiet about your faith, and then spew crap like this, and everybody won't really even say anything. But I mean, as soon as you start claiming the God card, I mean, it's like, 
now you're held to a higher standard because now you're representing millions and millions of people, you know? I think the frustrating thing for a lot of uh, Christians is that um, people sprang to his defense about the anti-Semitic overtones in the passion saying, oh, it's not anti-Semitic, it's not anti-Semitic. And then, you know, this Oops. seems to tear down. Yeah, what if, what if, what if we were all wrong and yeah, it actually I mean, was quite anti-Semitic it, and it, we just didn't know? Yeah, you know, I mean, in light of this, you know, it, I would say I would probably watch it in a different way now. Out of the heart of the moth speaks. Jesse brought it. I, I just didn't want to believe it. Like, I still don't want to believe it. You know? Yeah. Well, you actually, yeah. <laughs> like, come on, not Mad Max. <laughs> so, I don't know if you guys are keeping up on current youth culture and trends among the kids these days, but nothing's hotter than badminton. Um, that's actually not true. But... Uh, <laughs> Well, There's a nerdy circle. Right, hey, yeah. I took badminton class in college. You, you just it, did it to get out of having to take a real class. I know it because everybody took badminton and did that. Hey, guess who? Guess who reason. won the, the doubles championship? Me and Dana. Wow. Well, I bet that when you were in college playing badminton, one of the things that you would look for is a uh, a birdie, if you will, with very high quality plumage to improve your game. Well, recent outbreaks of bird flu are being felt on the badminton court, evidently. No way. Yes. You know, um, evidently it has destroyed the um, the quality of badminton shuttlecocks because goose feathers that were being used for these things from northern China, now they're destroying the geese and they have these substandard feathers going into shuttlecocks. So I know this is this is tops on everyone's mind right now because it's a big industry in America. They're saying that uh, you know people pay as much for these top-of-the-line shellcocks as $25 per dozen. Wow. <laughs> and you know, to have these kind of substandard quality shuttlecocks, it just doesn't pass That's muster. That's just a disturbing name. So Mabel, the, uh, the teddy bear, once used by Elvis Presley, once cuddled by Elvis Presley as a child, evidently is no more. Uh, evidently, there's this big museum display like children's museum in wells england that has all these famous teddy bears on display and a doberman pincher named barney ripped mabel's head off <laughs> and destroyed it wait there's a place with no, a, go ahead. that displays toys yet a doberman pincher is yeah. allowed to roam around yeah, it. that He's was my thought dog. too evidently they just have like packs of wild dogs roaming <laughs> through this children's museum um it's and, not like that's a seeing eye dog. I, I know, it's a Doberman Pinscher. <laughs> were were the children around? It's not a golden retriever. <laughs> I hope the children saw Do this. Do you know how bad that would mess kids up? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not physically. I'm talking about psychologically. Psychologically, just yeah. to see these beloved childhood toys be chewed apart. And it's not like she just destroyed the Elvis one. Um, this Doberman Pinscher destroyed every single teddy bear in the collection, <laughs> worth nearly a million dollars. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, um, how did that happen? Well, evidently the uh, the dog was there to guard the teddy bears, but that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of creepy when you think about it. Like too, in the movies, <laughs> from somebody... the children. From the children, there's a Doberman pincer guarding <laughs> teddy bears from children. Wow, that's it, twisted. It's like in the movies when somebody breaks in to a museum or something in the middle of the night, and the Doberman pinchers start running down the hallway. Yeah, only in broad daylight. Yeah, <laughs> right. in front of dozens of crying was children. There, was there a threat of these cat burglars breaking in <laughs> to steal, to steal, the steal teddy, bears. teddy bears? They're planning a big teddy heist. Burglars. It was like the Italian job. They're playing this big heist of the teddy bears, so they had to bring in the Dobermans. 
But wow. yeah, you know, the Doberman's there chewing up all the teddy bears and along with it, children's hopes and dreams. Wow. Well, speaking of a country uh, attached to England in Edinburgh, Scotland, <laughs> <Yeah, we were. laughs> uh, in Edinburgh, Scotland, they are um, starting September 17th, a center there, Salaberry Center, is going to start having multi-faith religious services for people who don't go to church. So it, instead of um, the stories being about Jesus, Muhammad, or Buddha, the sermons will focus on universal themes, such as love, how people can conduct their lives in a peaceful manner, support one another, and respect the planet. So that sounds like a therapy session. Yeah. Yeah. It. And uh, the minister, Kate Ashley, who's 61, one of the interfaith ministers, says there are many people who now feel the sense of being one religion, especially one that teaches that there uh, is only one way, is no longer appropriate. They feel like there is one truth, one one love, one God, but many parts. So they don't feel comfortable devoting themselves to one part. So it's like... Yeah, I mean... So it's the Church of Satan. (laughs) Yeah. So for those of you who don't want religion, but would like to feel guilty about not being somewhere on Sunday mornings. Right. (laughs) She describes herself as Buddhist Buddhist slash Christian. See? So, I mean, there has to be... There has to be other services like this out there. Isn't it just universalism? Yeah, see... Or Unitarianism? Yeah, I had a Unitarian church down the street from me, and I was always extremely curious about what their service actually consists of. I mean, you just go... This is... They're going to have prayers, chanting, meditation, inspirational and motivational talks. That kind of (laughs) chanting? I'm sure it'll be sports teams' chants. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, the Braves. That's the right we got an email last week that someone asked if we could go challenge us to go one podcast without making fun of anyone. And mm. I replied personally and said, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> could I mean, we, could we actually make fun of that ever. person? Yeah. yeah. Can we make what, fun of what was their name? Why would anyone listen? <laughs> We'd <laughs> like to give an on-air shout Wait, out. For uplifting, challenging commentary? <laughs> yeah. No, Ridiculous. I mean, Come I, on. I, I think most of the stuff we say, and I guess it's easy because you're one of the people that say it, but I, I think <laughs> what we like is it's I, easy. I, I didn't think, I don't think anything we say is all that mean spirited. We just picked the low hanging fruit. That's, I mean, right. that's all. <laughs> it's just there. Somebody needs to say it. We're all thinking it. And and we rarely resort to potty humor. Yes, we have gone there a time or <laughs> yeah, two. It was actually one of my favorite podcasts. Yes. <laughs> but but seriously, it's not like we're hanging anyone out to dry here, you know? I mean Except for Mel Gibson. I would love for him to come on and give a response. Yeah, if you're so listening. Mel, invitation, Mel, Mel, if you're listening. Mel, you or any of the Amish if, if any of you are listening. <laughs> if the Amish community is out there, send Harrison Ford as a representative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I was watching Jay Leno, and I, I rarely think Jay Leno is funny. Why do you watch it? I, I was just flipping through. What it. not to do yeah, exactly. on video slice of the day. Um, and, and, and Mel Gibson asked to, he wanted to meet with Jewish leaders to, uh, you know, to kind of make amends. And Jay Leno was like, you know, he's asking, he wants all these Jewish leaders to meet with him. I think they're busy. Yeah. And Jay Leno was like, don't do it. It's a trap. You heard what he said. Oh, Oh, wow. All right. Well, that'll do it for Slices. Up next, your feedback.
You're listening to Viva Voce. The song is The Devil Himself. It's a biting commentary about the record label industry. <laughs> the record industry. Not the record label Not just industry. the industry that makes labels for records. That's true. <laughs> they are evil, too. <laughs> they are. Notorious. That thing on the top monopoly. of the CD you can't get off. Why can't I open it? It's a biting commentary against them. <laughs> Against them. Um, it's playing right now over at Relevant TV. Interesting top 10 right now. Um, number one, Viva Voce, The Devil Himself. Really? Number two, Minus the Bear, hmm. uh, Pachucha Sunrise. Number three, Athlete, Wires. Number four, Ben Folds, Jesus Land. Number five, this is a surprise to me, Get Cape, Wear Cape, Fly, Call Me Ishmael. Wow. Hmm. Making a comeback. Yeah. Uh, number six, Lupe Fiasco, Kick Push. Great, great song. Number seven, The Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, Turn Into, the new one. Number eight, Chaos, Superstar, Part Zero. Number nine, Narles Barkley, Smiley Faces. And number 10, Leland, Sound of Melodies. Let's hope mm. they stay down there. I like Leland. I like Leland oh, a wow. lot. No, they, I really they do. They dominate. Oh, wow. But their, their, their street teamers are insistent on voting them to the number one spot for the last like month. Well, you know that yeah, I reset the countdown every Wednesday. That's how it works. And I had checked this morning at a number of votes Project 86 was tied with Leland on the number one and two spot. Really? Yes. Wow. wow. Because, you know, as much as... It's, it's the battle of the street teams. <laughs> yeah. As much as a lot of the hardcore um, songs that we throw on there sometimes are pretty pretty weird in the, in the, in the actual loop that's going. When we have a good one, like Project 86, you know, the fans show up. The fans do show up. Good for them. I think it's because the band's mentioned it on their MySpaces or something. They send them over, you know. Yeah. So that's cool. Hey, bring in traffic. Yeah. yeah. Bring in traffic. No the more the merrier. Everybody's welcome at Relevant TV. All right. So last week we asked you what character in a song should be the, the subject of a movie. And you guys sent in some very um, interesting um, responses. Brennan Whitehouse uh, suggested John Wayne, Gacy, John Wayne Gacy Jr. from the Sufjan Stevens album, but I'm pretty sure there's already a B movie called Gacy hmm. about John Wayne Gacy Jr., but it, it is a good song. Uh, also, Sam the Goat by Pigeon John. Here's another one for Sufjan. Uh, Joel Harris says uh, he'd like to see the female character who died of bone cancer in Casimir Pulaski Day from Illinois. Very, very somber song. Yeah, it is. Pastor Mark Copley wrote in and said he always imagined a horror movie based on the narrator's experience in the Eagles Hotel California. I would be very oh, interested. Yeah. That's what he wrote. Okay, so... That's um, a pastor. Why is he talking about horror movies? Yeah. And why is he listening to secular music? <laughs> <laughs> Especially something as godless as Hotel California. Actually, you walked right into our trap, Pastor Mark. <laughs> we're just trying to okay. out, out people who in, listen to secular music. That was the whole music. point of this whole podcast. Yeah. In, in hearkening back to last week's podcast and making a comment that will almost certainly be cut, um, <laughs> I found out today that the Eagles Hotel California, the reference they stab them with their steely knives, was a jab at Steely Dan. No way. Yes way. None other than Steely Dan. Evidently, those guys didn't like each other. Wow. Really? Well, mm-hmm. I, I, I was going to do this in slices, but since he brought up the Steely Dan, Owen Wilson <laughs> responded. See, Jesse doesn't necessarily blaze new trails, but if you give him the opportunity for a good segue, he's yeah. taking it. <laughs> he's going to run with it's it. True. He doesn't care where it appears. He doesn't care where it appears, but... 
Hey, there's a segue to be maybe, had. Uh, maybe I, I should take that more freewheeling style. Like, you know, <laughs> someone says something offhand on like Thursday and I run back in here and just record it. Hey, speaking you know. of, <laughs> hey, you know, I, I am a teacher and I teach by example. Um, you know, he is it, the segue master. Luckily, it, came, it comes natural for me, but. <laughs> Anyway, Owen Wilson, we had the discussion last week this about Steely Dan. If you didn't hear it, I'm not going to explain it. You can go back and listen. <laughs> a man known as Steely Dan. Yeah. Basically, Owen Wilson says, I've never heard the song Cousin Dupree, which Steely Dan accused him of hearing the song and making the movie You, Me, and Dupree. And I don't even know this gentleman, Mr. Steely Dan. I hope this helps clear things up and I can get back to concentrating on my new movie, Hey 19. Which the joke there is, Hey 19 was Steely Dan's big hit. Oh. That is hilarious. And so there you go. Well Owen. played, Owen Wilson. Touche. Yeah. Balls yeah. in your court, Steely Dan. <laughs> wow. Zach Henderson says, Charlotte from the song Charlotte the Harlot by Iron Maiden. Great song. would be a great movie. Charlotte's a prostitute. Maybe a Christian label could pick it up. She could find God or something. Wow. Did a pastor okay. write that? <laughs> no. Listen okay, to Charlotte get this. the Harlot by Iron Maiden. Get this, guys. On, uh, on my flight to Africa, I'm reading the in-flight magazine. It's this little airline called Astraeus that flies all over Africa. One of their pilots, lead singer of Iron Maiden. No joke. What? He's one of their pilots. No. It's in the in-flight magazine. So what? we kept hoping that we would get him on one of the flights. Like, come on, Iron Maiden, <laughs> Iron Maiden. Being full but gear, no avail. full stage gear. It would be awesome, but no, no. He just looks like a regular pilot. <laughs> that's that's a good claim to fame. That's true. <laughs> the pilot goes up there, and from the waist up, he's in a pilot uniform. From the waist down, he's in, like, tights. Yeah, tight. yeah. <laughs> tight. Like leopard, leopard spandex. Print. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in, like, big black boots, you know. I think one of our uh, flight attendants was Charlotte the Harlot. <laughs> Josh, Joshua Mich- Mischler says, I would love to see a movie based on the character Rabbit from the song Lose Yourself by Eminem. Just think about it. There's a no-name rapper who's only got one shot to blow, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. It's either jail or getting shot for this guy. Success is his only option. Failure is not. Talk about suspense. You could even probably talk him himself when I'm playing the title character. Wow, that'd be a great idea. Mm. Studio exactly. Box off his gold right there, buddy. You know, I don't think it would work, to tell you the truth. (laughs) No one would see that. No. Um, I got one from Derek Lord. He said that he would like to see a movie on the character Kate in Ben Fold's song, Kate. Huh. He's probably the one that's voting well, on Ben Fold's. You know what? I've got another one here. Nathan Smart would like to see uh, Annie Waits by Ben Fold's. He says it would make a great 80s romantic comedy. See, th- th- my problem with some of these answers is people wrote in, and, and the whole the whole thing that um, really makes an answer is is you telling us why. Right. Yeah, like what would the movie be about? Yeah. I mean, yes, it's an 80s romantic comedy. Max wrote in, just said, Major Tom from David Bowie's Space Odyssey, or Oddity. Yeah, I mean, that'd be an awesome movie, but... Why? I mean, why, why did you write us. that in, buddy? Why'd you take the time to write an email? And yeah. Come on, bother? Max. Two more sentences. Why don't, don't you? Need. Why don't you flesh out the plot for us? <laughs> you know, all we need is bullet points. See, yeah. mm-hmm. see, this guy did it right. He said, for a heart wrenching movie, I would go with Cats in the Cradle. And everyone agrees it's a heart wrenching song. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, that's that's a stereotypical statement, buddy. Well, if you don't think Cats in the Cradle isn't heart wrenching, then you have no soul. <laughs> you have no heart it, to wrench. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know the famous cover by Cat Stevens, and here he goes as far as to say, "I'd like to see it written by Stephen King and directed by the director of Shawshank Redemption and star Kevin Spacey." 
Good. Well, see, see, that's, that's a response. going the extra mile. Yeah. We might forward that over to some of our friends at some movie studios in LA. See if we can get he, this sucker made. He also said, for a psychological thriller, I'd go with Billy Joel's River of Dreams. And I'd have it written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan and star either Bruce Willis or Kevin Costner. And here's why. In the middle of the night, I go walking in my sleep from the mountains of faith to the river so deep. I must be looking for something, something sacred I lost. But the river is wide and it's hard to cross. I would see that. Man, if that was creepy. the trailer. Could you imagine just like a creepy, oh, like, you know. I'm getting scared. Like, it's like, it shows like a Turn swamp. Turn the lights back on. This is creeping me out. <laughs> it shows like a swamp or something. And you hear, in the middle of the night, <laughs> I go walking in my sleep this summer. You know? <laughs> I think it would have to be like a an eerie child reading it, like uh, a nursery rhyme. Yeah, because <laughs> the, the voice, the voice <laughs> Jesse did is the guy who starts every movie together yeah, by yeah. going, in a world. Yeah. <laughs> in a world. See? Even when it's like a children's yeah. movie. Like, in a five world. Five friends are on a majestic guy. quest. <laughs> this summer. Yeah. I ever, ever wonder what that guy's like. I picture him pulling up in like a limo with like security cars yeah. and he pulls up to a studio lot. And, and then he, he's, he never speaks yeah. as like, to preserve right, his voice. Let's do this. He's got, like, him. he's got like a golden bottle of water and he takes one sip and he's like, I'm ready. <laughs> Let's get him. this thing in the bag. Uh, we yeah. watched uh, the documentary of um, getting a date with Drew Barrymore. Whatever. Yeah. Have you guys heard right, about this? Right. Yeah. Thirty days or something. It was basically this guy decides he's going to take thirteen hundred bucks and a camcorder, and he gives himself thirty days to get a date with Drew Barrymore. Mm-hmm. And they, with the camcorder, they filmed it. I mean, it's like a documentary or whatever. Yeah. And I saw it on TV, you know, a month ago or whatever. And they decided that the best way to do it would be to do a website. This is like in week three. I mean, they're running out of options here. So they do a website. (laughs) It's kind of a really boring movie. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it's a lot of like one-sided phone calls and stuff. (laughs) That's what you see. But they decided to do a movie trailer about his quest for the website. And they got, they found the guy who's the in a world guy. Yeah. And, and that's they go actually there. on his resume. <laughs> and they go there, and, and he ended up liking the idea so much that he did it for free. Really? But you see, you're there with him, and you see him, and he, he fits the voice. He's like this wow. raspy, gray haired gentleman, um, kind of pseudo athletic, kind of creepy. Does he look like Charlton Heston? No, no, he's or a lot Jay, younger. Or Jay Peterman from Seinfeld. He looks like he goes to bars and like scams on younger girls. You know what I mean? <laughs> Would you oh. mind if I bought you a drink? <laughs> In a world where you and I are together. Oh. <laughs> this summer, we will date. <laughs> this summer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like uh, the like, scene. Like he's a guy who like unbuttons his shirt pretty far and you see chest. He's got the he's medallion. Kind of guy, yeah. You know? see, I picture him as Charlton Heston. Okay, we have some other, some different kind of feedback as well the yeah. we had a, a um an additional question of the week it wasn't the official one but we got bonus. yeah we got several responses and we wanted to know what was your claim to fame um so these were that's the most very, pathetic things yeah, I've ever yeah, heard. Yeah, very loosely they, put they are extremely sad okay um, serving breakfast to a b-level christian band one time does not <laughs> Therefore, connotate yeah. a claim to fame. You know who you uh, are, and strangely enough, all of them tie into Kevin Bacon somehow. It takes a while to get there. 
and or Stephen Baldwin. Yeah, this one may be the most unimpressive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I, I okay when they start with I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay, you I, either have a claim to fame yeah. or you don't. Yeah. If you uh, kind of squint, <laughs> this guy looks like. Okay, I am pretty sure that I am a distant cousin cousin by marriage. Of Lou Steele, who is the actor slash TV anchor for Channel 5 in New York that invented the line, it's 10 p.m., do you know where your children are? Is that not the most sad? Possibly a distant cousin by marriage. Yes. Maybe. I'm pretty sure. We're pretty sure that that wasn't the best answer. I'm pretty sure I'm a distant cousin by marriage with someone you haven't heard of as well. (laughs) Can I say that I I felt a little bit more famous after we received a certain email? Does no one know what I'm referring to right now? Yes. Bob Carlisle. Mm-hmm. Yes. But we may or may not. We can't authenticate We it. have to be able I, to authenticate it. I didn't get a hold of the publicist, but the... the um, Sony Special Projects did one with him last year, and she said that they wouldn't know what his email address was. So, I, I do think it might be a little suspect that he said, you know, he wrote his whole thing, and it says "butterfly kisses, comma Bob." I think that actually legitimizes it personally. <laughs> we got an email from somebody claiming to be "quote unquote" the Bob Carlyle, and uh, basically saying it's cool that we kind of poke fun, and you well, know, let's whatever. Read it. Yeah, go ahead, read it. Bob says, relevant well, team. Bob is in quotes. Yes, Bob. Bob in quotes. Relevant team, this is Bob Carlisle. Yes, the Bob Carlisle. If I qualify as a celebrity, then count me on your list. And it's okay if you leave me in your jokes. We think it's kind of funny. Butterfly kisses, comma, Bob. BobCarlisle.com. So, so we don't know if this is real, if this is truly from Bob Carlisle. It's from a Gmail account that has the words Bob and Carlisle in it, in the address, but it might just be a really astute, very impressive mm-hmm. reader yeah. who went and set up said Gmail account yeah. to email us as Bob Carlisle. See, it's something that I want to reward this. If somebody did this, I want you to come out and tell us because I want to send you something. Yeah, if yeah. it's a hoax, then it's a clever hoax. It is hoax. beautiful. And you yeah. deserve something for because it. Because it, this I, thing got forwarded all over the office excitedly. Yeah. That They and didn't I go over the top either. Right. No. They restrained it. And that's why it's so believable. Yes. However, and you, I have spent several hours trying to find yeah. out if this is really Bob Carlisle yeah, however, by contacting are, publicists. If you are indeed Bob Carlisle, please contact us <laughs> through some other means so that we can authenticate your identity. Yeah, well, you're going to have to give us a call and sing so we'll know. Yeah, like, we need to somehow verify, you know, yeah. some sort of test. Tell us something that only Bob Carlisle would know <laughs> or yes. something. But, but then, then we wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, so here's the question. How would we know the inside answer? information we have on Bob Carlisle? <laughs> um, we would, however, like to talk to him about his upcoming movie, Butterfly Kisses. <laughs> yes. So. We have several ideas for it. Yeah. We it would plot be, lines, bullet points. Mm, it would be an action yeah. thriller. A ninja is involved. Oh, yeah. Not In just a, a world. ninja. <laughs> <laughs> One man out for vengeance. Butterfly kisses <laughs> at night. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a different kind of movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's not good. Michael. <laughs> You know, you know, um, the guy that plays Job actually does a lot of voiceover work for for like car companies. No, 
I just thought I'd throw that out there. Oh, that's right. Well, he does. King of the Segway right there, buddy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend who who did voiceovers in Nashville, but she she played the role of a child, like a child's voice. She was a grown adult. Was that ever creepy in normal conversation? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's the movie where, is it Bruce Willis, where his um, the 12, he comes back to, to haunt himself as a 12-year-old boy? Year old boy. Yeah. Yeah. The kid. Yeah. It's the called kid. the kid. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> he haunts himself? Not haunt. I don't know. How he goes back. He actually goes back to butterfly hunt. kisses. <laughs> butterfly kisses. I think he had a time that chair. Had a I would know. I mean, <laughs> oh, we got several uh, impressive illustrations oh. this week. Oh, my Holy goodness. Cow. Holy cow. Good work, people. I love our listeners because we asked for pictures of an invisible Gary Busey moving so fast and pun- <laughs> so fast you can't see him and punching Willie Ames, a shirtless Willie Ames, in the eye. And we got several still images, but one reader or listener in particular animated it it's yes. incredible and it's incredible and we will absolutely be posting that video um, and those pictures he, on, on dual like he, he actually sent two versions the first version is the regular relatively tame the second version is the director's cut where <laughs> someone may or may not get their yeah, head ripped it's, off <laughs> it's grizzly okay it's oh grizzly i've only seen the the studio oh, version. the director's yeah. cut it really captures the subtle nuances that he was going for <laughs> You know, I um, wish he would have provided a director's commentary, like audio. <laughs> like here, I spent about two hours in flash. Do you, get, yeah. do you get the impression that his voice would be cracking though? Like, <laughs> well, I saw he's like he's director. He'd be sniffing his nose a lot. He's director of media kind of for a church. He's, he's, so um, that's impressive to me. It's like you know, we're not going to say which church because he obviously spent company time <laughs> making this cartoon. That it could have been a sermon illustration. Yeah, that's though. why I'm hoping is maybe they're using it that. Sunday, and it's just entirely coincidental. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. That's the uh, pastor's message well, this I week. I made this for Sunday's service. Yeah. I just send it into relevant. Ties in perfectly. But um, wow. it's actually, we're submitting it with his approval to the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences for best animated short film this year. <laughs> and we're calling it Butterfly Kisses Butterfly at Night. Butterfly Kisses at Night. At night. Actually, <laughs> that's Butterfly Kisses with a vengeance right yeah. there. Yeah. Gary Busey yeah. punching, <laughs> punching Williams in the head. <laughs> and then ripping it off. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to spoil the movie for people, Jesse. Adam don't don't throw spoilers it. out there. Adam was looking at it. He's like, what the heck is on that? On Willie Ainge's chest. I was like, Adam, I think those are tattoos. <laughs> if, you, if you saw the actual shirtless Willie Ames, you would realize that those renditions of the tattoos are fairly accurate. Huge. <laughs> 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 I thought it was chest hair. <laughs> Bl- blue red, and green? Red chest red, hair. Red chest <laughs> in like a perfect cruciform pattern. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so we're going to keep uh, the standing editorial question, but also give you another option. If you can't answer the one, if you're not famous, you know I really don't want to know if you served a meal to a B-level Christian celebrity or, or, at any at any point in time, or if you're kind, if or you kind of think you are related to a local, a local weather man. Music. Yeah, no, I mean actually, what we're looking for is actual. You are famous. You are close friends with somebody who's famous, or you had a memorable life-changing experience with somebody who's famous like going on a mission trip with Stephen baldwin that, that sure that, that's that gotta be life-changing sure I, I gotta admit i love the randomness of, of some of some of the feedback can we read that one um the uh jack johnson mm-hmm. uh my friend's boss is jack johnson's cousin <laughs> <laughs> 
My other friend's old youth leader is Lucy Liu's cousin. <laughs> See, I love that. Wow. Who was that? We're it, looking this for is, uh, this is Mike. It's we should Mike. have your cu- your your friend's boss write in. He yeah. might have the claim to yeah. fame. You do not. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> you do or not your have other thing. friend's old youth leader. Not your other friend, mind you. No, right. His old youth leader. So if if you know somebody who has a claim to fame, contact that person and have them email us. Yeah. We don't want to hear from you. No. <laughs> Can can we also? I don't know. I don't know if this this podcast it might take a little. We might really need to develop the idea. But I would like to do an art contest, um, um a Microsoft Paint art contest. Um, of what? That's the thing. We, we give we, it a theme. Yeah. Give I, it how a about theme. this? How about <laughs> depict Mel Gibson? When he got pulled over, <laughs> this could really go a lot of horrible, yeah. horrible directions. I think it should be the movie poster for Butterfly Kisses. Oh wow, yeah. that's a great one. That's a really good one. That is, that's better than. Yeah. <laughs> See, I was thinking. I mean, we have a shirtless Willie Ames. We probably would have a shirtless Mel Gibson. That's yeah. true. We could probably. Yeah. Can you? again, it's an either or thing. <laughs> you either do the depiction of a shirtless Mel Gibson getting pulled over on Friday night, or do <laughs> even though he the, wasn't shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> And an invisible Gary Busey punching Mel Gibson, which made him so mad to say those horrible things. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, or, or the the movie poster for the aforementioned butterfly kisses at night. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and by that we mean only the movie poster, not the previous Mel Gibson being punched in the head. Yeah. Right. See, Gary Busey actually used the time chair to go back to get Gary Mel Busey Gibson. has probably invented several time chairs of his own. Just I would, hearing the guy talk. I, I want to do. A, I want to do a legit prize for this too. Either have them call in and briefly be on the podcast. You know. I mean. The people that are getting the glasses, the 3D glasses, I'm sure are thrilled. <laughs> well, in fact, I know they're thrilled because I've contacted well, here, them. We need to just do 8x10 glossies and sign them and send them to Oh, them. that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, no, we can... Okay, whoever does the absolute best... And, and if you want to actually do a trailer in Microsoft Paint of oh, wow. Butterfly yeah. Kisses, you're on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that's no question. Yeah. So, so we'll pick. We'll, we'll, how many winners are we going to do for this that are going to well, actually have a call in? And the term get, "winner" right means okay. that you've won. There, and then there's, I mean, consolation prizes yeah. at best for the other two. There, there might be another set of 3D glasses later, <laughs> or there might be 56. <laughs> <laughs> so the top, you know, the top 57 people will re- receive some sort of prize. No, don't say that. That's not true. No, that's not true. Okay, so the other question of the week. So this is, is three. Oh well, that's a we, we that's have an a continuation of, of the a claim week. to fame. Oh, that's the activity of the yeah. week, art contest, <laughs> craft of the week. Um. <laughs> I like that. Make a pine cone bird feeder. <laughs> <laughs> Don't that's do a very that, people. <laughs> ready-made feel to it. Okay, so the other question is: What is your best eBay find? Mm. What have I, you gotten have on a eBay? Clear that is? winner. Okay, what's that? A copy of Relevant Magazine from 1972. It's a black power magazine. Yes. Had one issue. Martin Luther King Jr.'s on the cover. And it's in perfect condition and it's called Relevant. Wow. Didn't you get a awesome. sweet guitar? Oh, yeah. That too. I but thought that I, was I, I'm sorry. Be well, the, the <laughs> magazine's That magazine's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I got a guitar for one cent on eBay. Did it's you over really? my mantle. Yeah. Are you serious? I mean, it's a crappy guitar, but I just bought it for decorative Pers- for a penny. Wow. Yeah, for one penny. You know that person like was just like regretting. Like, yeah. Why didn't I put 
A uh, minimum. Yeah. <laughs> this guitar well, this, is worth $5,000. Why'd I say no reserve? This backfired on me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I haven't really bought a whole lot off Jesse, eBay. I think you're wearing your best eBay friend. I am wearing a you're pair wearing of jeans. You're wearing them again? I, I didn't wear them yesterday. You wear them four out of five days a week. <laughs> but, the, but the readers or the listeners or the watchers, they, they don't, don't know. know because you can only see them waste up. Yeah, I can, be, really, I can be not can wearing really any can't really watch the podcast. Well, on the video, no, the, the uh, video slice. slice. I could be not wearing pants for all they know. And, it's true. And Jesse, Sadly, have as, you often <laughs> he, as often he does. And In Jesse's been trying not. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse's been trying to not wear the same shirt twice. Have you have you broken that yet? Twice, I have, and someone on the message boards noticed, no. and they offered Jeez. to send me Jesus freak. The guy's Jesus name is freak. Cheese us freak. <laughs> he, <laughs> he offered to send me because I he in his uh, avatar in his picture on the message board, mm-hmm. he's wearing this amazing retro suit. It's, it's incredible. He, Pretty sweet suit. He it's offered sweet. to send it to me. Just give it to me Aww. because I commented. Um, well, maybe I wouldn't. I wouldn't have to double up on shirts if you lend me a, a sweet-looking suit like that. And he offered to give it to me. Aww. And I, I, the thing is, I haven't. I really want it, but I feel bad <laughs> taking just, a you know, suit. Just, he wants to give it to you. He wants to, Jesse. I mean, we it would, could it would sell be, it on eBay. It would be his it. claim to fame, and I guarantee he'd write in and tell us about it. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. I'll I'll post tonight. Once I gave a suit to a guy who does the video <laughs> slice of the day, and he wore it. I'll post tonight and tell him to send it. He's probably oh. going to write back and be like, you should, um, no, you should just wear it for the pod, or for the slice and send for it back. The slice. I think yeah. every Friday video slice of the day should suit up. I think you should, I think yeah. you should wear it. Dressy Fridays. I can do that. Mm-hmm. Dress up Fridays. Even though From I From the waist up. I, I, only have, <laughs> Friday. I probably have two blazers or sport coats blazers. or suit coats. I can loan you a few. Okay. You, you I'll droop on the shoulders. We can rent you a tux. Yeah, I can do that. You know, um, the blazer drive did not go well. Uh, we didn't Community get any. Community college kids. We never did anything with. <laughs> Actually, we have a whole warehouse full of blazers that we never hand distributed. <laughs> They're being eaten by moths. Don't tell them. I'm just kidding. Baby Jesus cries when you tell them. <laughs> In relevant news, it's a quick update. Uh, we've added a cool new feature to relevantmagazine.com. On the front page, right there next to slices, in between slices and the video slice of the day, we have a new feature called In the News. And it is headlines updated hourly throughout the day, Monday through Friday, of um, pertinent news headlines from around the web. And so that's something you can do and keep checking back throughout the day for the latest updated news and slices and, of course, the video slice of the day. So basically what we're doing is we have a malicious plot and plan to have so many wonderful things at the website that you literally have to come back every hour throughout the day, every day, and we've got you trapped. It, is, it, it, it will be your one-stop shop on the internet. For Hopefully. If you, if, you, if you could just visit one website, you'd go to ours. It's and got everything you need. We've got a lot more stuff in store. That's step one of many, but it's actually a pretty cool new feature, so check it out. It's called In the News. It's right there on the front page of relevantmagazine.com. All right, well, that'll do it for this week's edition of The Relevant Podcast. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Kara Davis. I'm Jesse Carey. And I'm Adam Smith. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Relevant Podcast. Anytime, anywhere.